0: Welcome to Flashback, a podcast by the Okaloosa County Public Information Office. Get ready to dust the nostalgia off your sleeve as we talk with Okaloosa citizens who share with us how things used to be. I'm your host, Nick Tomachek. It's time to step into your imaginary DeLorean, tap your flux capacitor, and flashback. Today, I want you guys to think about the last time you drove on racetrack road in Fort Walton Beach. Did it feel like a racetrack? Did the student driver pass you in the other lane at 60 miles an hour, peeling the paint off your car? The speed limit is 35 to 40 miles per hour, by the way, depending on which end you come. And I got nothing against teenage drivers. I used to be one. And if I'm being honest, I've fractured the speed limit on Racetrack as well. Anyway, you might not know, but Racetrack Road isn't named after the way I or any young whippersnappers speed down this road avoiding the FHP radar guns. Racetrack Road used to have an actual racetrack just off the south side of the road. It was located where Stillwell Park is currently located off of Essex Road. I put a social media post up about the racetrack and a few people commented that they remember being, having races there, um, but still finding information about an old racetrack on Racetrack Road is a hard thing to Google, try it. You'll end up down a rabbit hole looking at homes for sale and where the best gastroenterologist is on Racetrack Road. So with limited resources on finding information, I turned to a local that a lot of people know here in Fort Walton Beach, Gareth Stearns. He's earned a title, in my opinion, as a local historian after he created a local history Facebook group in 2009 called Fort Walton Beach What We Did or FWB What We Did. And here uh, people shared stories, photos of days gone by in the Emerald Coast. He joined me in my office at the administration building in Shalimar.
1: Garetha. Uh, hey, Nick. How are you doing? Appreciate you having me today. Talk a little bit about
0: what it was like trying to learn about this particular subject.
1: Yeah. Well, we're talking today about the old racetrack on Racetrack Road, for which Racetrack Road gets its name. And in doing any sort of research on this particular area, you've got to start with the word racetrack. Well, if you Google the word racetrack, where do you go from there? It's like Googling the word the. You're going to get an infinite amount of responses. So, just on the surface, doing any sort of surface research, it's very difficult to find anything online right now pertaining to the history of the old racetrack on Racetrack Road. That's not to say that I don't have anything, because I do. But it took some difficulty and some sifting through um, and finding some creative ways to to get to the information that we were looking for. What, what did you find out and where did you find it? Well, I guess the easy answer is by accident. I'm always on the hunt for things. I have a couple of online newspaper subscriptions, so I am always looking for old advertisements of businesses that have long since disappeared. And I, I think I accidentally came across an old advertisement in the Pensacola News Journal from the 1950s advertising a wrestling card. I think I was searching for professional wrestling cards that, have ha- that had happened throughout Fort Walton Beach's history because they used to wrestle in some of the local gymnasiums around here. And I I happened to see it, and it said the Fort Walton Motor Speedway. Uh, I was always looking for racetrack or racetrack on racetrack road or something Mm -hmm. pertaining to that, and I had no other search parameters. So that was a good starting point. The Fort Walton Motor Speedway, I was able to search for that. But even that, you, you kind of limit yourself because sometimes the word Fort is abbreviated. So you have to be creative when you're looking... Uh, when you're researching for, for little nuggets of missing information that have been lost to, to history. So tell, tell us what, what you, what'd you find out. All right. Well, the, the racetrack itself was constructed in 1952 by uh, Mr. George Klosterman. He was a local builder around town back in those times. Uh, he even helped build the original Fort Walton Bank in 1948. So this was a mover and shaker around the time. He, uh, he put an advertisement in the local pay, paper, advertising for 10 brick bricklayers to come and do some construction work on the area, which would eventually be the, area, the place where the racetrack was constructed. Which is, if you remember where Ocean City Elementary was, a lot of people might not remember the schools specifically, but they will definitely remember the smell as they drove by that area. And that's because there was a water reclamation facility uh, right behind Ocean City Elementary. And the track was basically constructed right in that particular area uh, in the early 1950s. You're going to do your obvious things on the racetrack. And this this is stuff that I I only found out through the researching of primary sources, uh, old newspapers and advertisements and football programs and whatnot. Um, So they did your your stock car races. They did... um, gimmicky type races they had uh, a, an early version of demolition derby which they called uh the hell drivers racing and that's just interesting because that was a brand new thing you know let's go wreck some cars let's yeah. go find some old cars and race them around and wreck them and demolition derby the term hadn't been invented yet so what it was called was hell driving so they had those they had horse racing They had uh, some really creative things, like boxing matches. They had wrestling matches, and they even had baseball games. The very first season of the Fort Walton Jets baseball team, which was a minor league affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, that was also the very first season, was in 1952, same year that the stadium opened. the uh, The field was constructed in the middle of the racing circle, and Spring training was held at the facilities, and the players themselves were housed at the stadium. They built barracks and living quarters, and um, was, I was pretty amazed to find out the, uh, the those details because I had always thought of the Fort Walton Jets as having played their games at Jet Stadium. But originally, a lot of expense was put into constructing a baseball field with fencing and lighting and the whole nine yards. Originally, it was done at the racetrack on what we know today is Racetrack Road. My online resources uh, don't have every single newspaper that was ever published, so there's kind of a gap after 1953. Um, I I do have an advertisement from 1956 uh, advertising a local builder that references the Racetrack location as a reference point for people to find his business, and he actually references it as Uh, located on Dog Track Road. They had dog dog races there as well.
0: Gareth went on to discuss some of the other local topics that we may get to in another episode, but I thought it was interesting that the things that involve heavy gambling, like horse racing, had advertisements that read, quote, no gambling for amusement only. Now, if you've lived here long enough, you may have heard stories of illegal gambling in our area in the old days. So was the advertisement for an activity that typically involves heavily gambling just words to legally have horse racing in town? Well, I'll leave that for you to consider. And if you don't know much about horse racing, each big race usually has a name to it. I Think uh, Kentucky Derby or the Preakness. At the Fort Walton Speedway, races held in the 1950s included the Boggy Bayou event, the Cinco Bayou event, the Choctahatchee inaugural, with uh, horses named Texas Target and Shoe Fly. One article listing an upcoming horse race read like this, quote, other horses are entered in other races from Pensacola, Holt, Bonifay, Ensley and Baghdad. Jockeys include James Avery, Henry Herbert, Wayne Beck and Preston Cushing of Pensacola, Richard Hamilton and Mickey Mouse of Mobile and Ronald Boyette of Baker. Wait, what? Mickey Mouse? Would have loved to see that jockey. What's also interesting is looking at the ads that Gareth found. The names of the wrestlers who competed were also pretty nifty. The Zebra Kid weighed at a 331 pounds, or uh, Tarzan White was another name. Wrestler Patty Mack, with P-A-D-D-Y, and Tom Bradley were regulars at the Fort Walton Speedway. Though I'd say Tom Bradley, buddy, you got to get a better wrestler name there. Now Gareth and I are too young to actually have sat in the stands at the Fort Walton Motor Speedway, so I found local restaurateur, philanthropist, citizen leader, and overall nice guy, Tom Rice, to sit down with me. He said he remembers going to the track during that time. I asked him to share what it was like. Tom, thanks for taking the time,
2: I appreciate it. Always fun, always fun. (laughs)
0: So take us back to the time of when there was a racetrack on Racetrack Road. What what did it feel like? What what were people wearing back in those days? How old were you? Take us take us back in time.
2: I was a little person. You know, the racetrack that we talk about this circular uh, horse track, car track, place that wrestling went on, baseball, the Jets kind of disappears from history about 1959. Well, that puts me as being still in short pants. You know. But do do I do remember going there? You know, seeing wrestling. We always thought it was real. Yeah. You know, They set up a you know a rink in front of the stands. You know, you pay I don't know twenty five cents maybe. It was a fun thing. You know, maybe four do- four hot dogs for a dollar. You know, you could have dinner. My brother would always hold the money. He was a couple years older, so he was always in charge of the money to buy the hot dogs. But yes, there was you know a racetrack. Um, People do remember, you know, Bill Harbison, the late Bill Harbison, some of the folks that are long gone from our community, you know, that the passed away years ago, but did talk about, you know, people riding their horses down a trail. Now what we drive on is Racetrack Road. Um, you know, they did run the horses back and forth, but picture a time when those were, you know, rutted dirt roads, and then got a little bit of paving, and then, you know, a racetrack was actually built, a circular, looks like River Downs up in Cincinnati or, you know, Kentucky Derby racetrack. They actually built a racetrack. And about 55, 54, 55, they built a set of stands, wooden, wooden stands on one side. Uh, a fellow who has also passed away, you know, several years ago, known to a lot of folks, and, and we've written about him in the, in the Miracle Strip book, was uh, Ray Deal and Ray Deal was one of our first electricians in the town. He was also uh, credited with introducing and, and welcoming the first Methodist preacher into First Methodist Church. Uh, but Ray, Ray talked about wiring the first lights. So they lit, the, they lit this circular track with light. He had to put a lot more light when they started playing baseball there. So this, this area, you know, um, racetrack, the racetrack road that we talk about, is really Racetrack Road because it took you to the racetrack. Uh, there's a couple other streets in the town that were more a description of what they were than being named, and they, the name just hung on. Uh, middle Drive in Bayview subdivision was just a street that was between Beachview and Eglin Field Road. It was the middle street, and they never got around to officially naming it, and so the, they said, well, what, where, do you, you know, where are you building the house? Well, it's on Middle you know, it was on the middle street. So Racetrack Road Street, you know, was something like that. A dirt trail that eventually got paved that got you to the racetrack. I think what we would see would be a lot of blue jeans. We would be comfortable seeing a lot of blue jeans and white t-shirts. It'd be like right out of a movie in the 50s. You know, the James Dean kind of look. Uh, That wasn't for style, that was just what you had. you know most of us got our blue jeans down at the sears mail order catalog store that's down by the you know the suds and cinema the old tringus theater right next door was the was the sears store and they would order you know the blue jeans and the t-shirts and that sort of thing the rich kids they got to buy levi's over at jimmy's pawn shop because that's where you bought you know levi jeans and they had stacks and stacks of them and those were the kind that you had to soak in the water to make them fit and they were like they were like a piece of, I think, I remember my brother had a pair of them. He whined and cried and they said, well, you got to mow grass. You raise enough money for the five or six dollar pair of jeans. And he finally got a pair. <laughs> but then I remember them being by themselves in the bathtub and the bathtub water was all blue. Wow. <laughs> so blue jeans, white t-shirts, tennis shoes, you know. That was, uh, girls, you know, Peg would probably remember rah-rahs and, and uh, you know, the, the prom kind of dresses that we, we kind of laugh at now, mm-hmm. but that was, that was the style. And this was a hot area. I mean, there, picture a time where going somewhere with air conditioning, going to the movie theater because they had air conditioning, or going into Robert's Rexall Drugs because it was air conditioning. You know, quite a special thing. You know, we, we never had air conditioning in our house growing up. We just, we had fans and that sort of thing, but we just really enjoyed when we would go down to Robert's Rexall Drugs to have a (laughs) Coca-Cola, cause it was air conditioned. Remember, remember the, I do remember the, you know, of course it was pine trees, completely surrounded with pine trees, kind of dusty when, uh, you know, anything went on, a little breeze would go by, dusty. But I do remember popcorn and I do remember the hot dogs. And, uh, you know, I think we were more into char grilling, uh, at home in those days, than than uh, probably I am today. Uh, but having the having the hot dogs there, and they dip them out of a thing that looked uh, looked like a spaceship with two glass windows, buns in one side, and the dogs on the other. Don't remember them. You know uh, uh, anything other fancy? Any fancy foods? There were certainly no tacos. There were any uh, you know nacho chips, all that stuff that we you know we enjoy at a football game today. You know you know it was pretty much hot dogs and burgers. I do remember, you know, as a little person. You know that that's so. I would have been about ten years old. Okay. Uh, so it was exciting because it was a big area all lit up. You know, even today when when you know you're over in Kenwood driving down one of the streets of Mooney, and you look over and you see the bright lights of the stadium at Etheridge Stadium at Choctaw. It's it's kind of remarkable. Think of a time where there weren't that there wasn't that much light. Uh, it, it was it was dark in the evenings going down racetrack. It was dark. There weren't lots of stores. There weren't there weren't street lights. Um, and seeing Ray Deals lit up stadium area was just spectacular. You know, the, the, it, at night you could see the stars because there wasn't all that ambient light. You know, it's kind of a different time, kind of like going to Cedar Key. You know, at night. And you're out in the middle of there and there's not, a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of downtown light shining up into the sky. And so you see the stars really clear.
0: Tom is a historical fount of information about the history of this area and has an incredible collection of local historic material on the top floor of his restaurant, the Magnolia Grill over there on Brook Street. Uh, make sure you check it out next time you're having a meal over there. I feel like we've pretty good picture of what the racetrack was like on Racetrack Road or Dog Track or, well, I'm confused now. So I've asked April Sarver, Okaloosa County's Public Information Officer, to bring us back to the present. Hey April, how's it going?
3: It's going good, Nick. How are you? I'm good. Good.
0: And now what did you find out about Racetrack Road?
3: So what I found out was not as exciting as a jockey named Mickey Mouse, <laughs> And um, so here, here's what we've got. Uh, Racetrack Road, it goes by more than one name. Uh, it also goes by State Road 188. And recently found that this road was also dedicated to Brian Little. Um, I didn't realize this until I was driving down just the other day. It's on the west end of Racetrack Road, uh, designated by the state legislature in 2006. And so who is Brian Little? Here's, here's what we found. Uh, we found his obituary. Um, he was actually born in Fort Walton Beach, and is a fellow Choctawhatchee High School graduate from 1991. So go big green! Uh, he was a he was a member of that 1995A state championship football team. That was a big deal in Fort Walton, um, and a member of the Choctaw golf team. So kind of exciting to have uh, Racetrack Road also named after a local. Um, unfortunately, Brian passed away. Um, he had a long, courageous battle with brain cancer. And so it's just fitting that we would, uh, we would name that road and dedicate it after somebody who grew up here and was a, was a big part of our community. What I also found is Racetrack Road is really well represented. Um, out of our five commissioners, the neighborhoods bordering Racetrack Road are represented by three of them. We have Commissioner Goodwin, Oils and ketchup. Additionally, but wait, there's more. Yes. It, it's also a state road. So it's maintained by the uh, Florida Department of Transportation. And if you have been around the area for a amount of time, you're going to remember a reclamation facility in the area of Racetrack Road in 2009. You may remember it because of its smell. Residents, uh, residents complained. you could smell it. Um, there was a school over there. The reclamation facility was demolished in 2011 and in its place is a new county park. Um, it's still Will Park. It's not new, but it's been recently uh, remodeled. Uh, there's going to be some really cool ADA compliant playground equipment, walking trails, running paths. It, it's it's fun it's uh, yeah, It's you know, a great park it is it's a good park and um, you know racetrack road it's it's only about two and a half miles long but within that two and a half miles we have several names and um, a lot of activities and um, it's it's gone through a transformation
0: all, all kinds of history with our racetrack road all kinds of history including jockeys named Mickey Mouse. <laughs> So now you know a little more about this well-traveled road in southern Okaloosa County. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Flashback Okaloosa. Join us next time and we'll share another little nugget of local history. This episode was written by me and produced by April Sarver. Thanks to Gareth Stearns and Tom Rice for their time sharing what they know about Racetrack Road. Our intro music and theme song was composed by Jason Shaw on AudioNautics.com. Until next time, Okaloosa County, see you around town.